Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Please check out Phoenix Rods on phoenixrods.com or on Instagram at Phoenix Rods and check out Viking Heads at Viking Heads Bait Co., which I'm hoping to be released January, the beginning of January. At performance, we'll see how it goes. Um, this week's episode is panel one of the Toei Drive. Great panel. We talk a lot about local lakes, so if you fish locally, you're going to want to hear this. Uh, it's tournament guys slash big bait guys. So uh, these three guys have been doing uh, the big bait thing as well as tournament fishing for a long time. Probably like Kelly's been doing for 40 years, 50 years. And uh, John, 20, and Matt, at least 20 or 30. So it's uh, John Curry, Matt McGone, and uh, Kelly Pupo. So it's a great roundtable. It's a little short. I did fuck the audio up. I'm good at fucking things up lately. Uh, I forgot to press record. I'm my own engineer at these things, but this is the only one I did it on. Um, great, great time at the toy drive with these guys. And they, they talk about a lot of cool stuff, including uh, some of the fisheries like Diamond Valley. Matt did. Uh, I'm sorry. No, John did some uh, research on the fish and uh, he had some cool information about it. So thank you again for all three guys coming on. Uh, we'll also be doing something with Last Chance soon. Uh, they opened up a new tackle shop and a new uh, boat shop. I think it's all connected in one. So we will be going and uh, doing a podcast there talking about well, what they have, what they do now. And uh, it's where I bought my boat. So it's, uh, I have a little uh, soft spot in my heart for for that place because uh, they did help me out in their great tackle shop and boat shop as well. So um, the raffle. I put a video up. I fucked up bad. I, uh, I downloaded the wrong Excel file. It was 2021 for PayPal. I should have done 2022. I did the whole raffle till I noticed. I started looking. I'm like, something's not matching up. And then I had a uh, person message me and go, hey, dude, I didn't put any any money in this uh, thing. And I'm like, I figured. I've been looking through and I, I fucked up. Uh, so we're going to rerun the raffle tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, I'll be calling the names and I'm also going to post them, the sheet that I have, uh, through the process of doing the whole raffle. So you guys can see it. See who won. So if you lost... You have a chance again. If you won, I apologize again. I really apologize. And I appreciate all the donations because all this is going back to uh, the kids and families that are in need. 
So thank you, everyone that came to the toy drive as well. I'm almost back on regular schedule. I told you I'm going to come with some good podcasts. So this is the first one. Thursday, you're going to hear from Jared. So Jared's episode will be out on Thursday, another great episode. And then Monday will be the second one. So some of these panels are really good. Uh, all of them are. But I mean, the bait maker one is awesome. I'll, I would never get all four of those guys together in a room. And to do that, it was really, really cool. Uh, thank you to all the companies that donated on Toy Drive as well. And uh, I got a lot of cool stuff coming next year, like I said, on the, the live. So uh, Patreon this month is sponsored by Fight Lure Co. Uh, I'll be putting up. They have these, I think it's like three and a, three and a half size, like a frenzy, they call it. It's a really, really cool bait. So if you want a chance at one of those baits, jump on the Patreon. That's who's going to be um, sponsoring this month. I appreciate them donating for the toy drive as well as uh, the Patreon. Um, that's about it, guys. I mean, it's almost the end of the year. Got a lot of good podcasts. I got one special one lined up. Really good. I've been waiting to get this guy on for like two or three years. So I can't wait to get him on. And uh, yeah, so you'll, you'll, you could see me on, uh, if you're in SoCal, I'll be on channel two or nine. I'm not sure. Um, on the 14th, uh, looking like a dumb fat idiot. So if you guys want to see me, I look like a fat Mexican Santa Claus, <laughs> uh, check it out. If you guys want to see what we did with, uh, the CHP, it was, I I'm corrected. My wife corrected me is 1087 toys is what we did. And, uh, we beat last year by 300, um, almost 300 toys. So I'm super stoked. And we beat our goal this year. 7,000 last year we hit 10,000. So uh, 10,000 is going to these families. I'm super stoked. Something cool to do. And uh, hopefully it gives us, we have a good new year, man, coming with some new cool stuff. Viking Heb should be all go. And uh, you'll see us at the PCS show this year. I'm going to have two booths, one Viking Head booth and one Casting Crank booth. I don't know if I'll be doing podcast, but if you guys want to come hang out, see how it kind of looks in the studio, uh, shoot the shit, I'll be there. So check out the PCS. I think it's March 6th. I think I got to look, but I got to start promoting that as well. And uh, new shirts will be up probably in the next week or two. All the shirts from the toy drive are going to be up on the site. They came out really good. Thank you again. Charles Tatuna did some crazy artwork and it came out amazing. So please check that out as well. And uh, the YouTube will figure out what's going to happen with that. I got everything loaded on here. So I just got to either do it or I don't know. So we'll find out. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys like this episode. It's kind of degraded in my opinion oh, in the oh, last yeah. 20 to 30 years. Not to sound negative, but I mean, <laughs> for sure. with the stocking program alone, I mean, that literally is supported fisheries so much that we don't get no longer. And then the fish that they do stock these days are like these Mount Lass and Tellwalkers that are one per, yeah, 1% of the population of the lake eats as opposed to little candy bars that a three to six pound fish eats that can support them for a whole week. It's horrible when you stop and think about it. I mean, we used to get those it's, little baby trout in there and it was like a field day throwing a punker and hud. No one was really doing a lot of that. Now it's... Yeah, the people that just started fishing don't really know what they're missing. In a sense, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, How many people, swim bait fish in a day, you know what I mean? There's days that I had a god. Diamond back in the day when that punker first came out. It all day long. <laughs> I slept in my truck, I think, for 10 days straight and yeah. it just because we were getting oh, amazing. 10 to 20 fish a day on it. It was ridiculous. This is that, is that DVO? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Diamond back in the day. When, like, 
They used to stock these little like six inch little fingerlings that barely yeah. mature enough to know what they're doing. So they're just getting I don't have any destroyed. Mind. Hello. You guys you can't hear oh, me now. Hello. You can hear me? Check, check. Check, check. Uh oh. Oh, oh god. There we go. There uh, now we hear you. Yeah. So after coming back. You yeah. did do a little research as well, too, right? A little bit. And talking to biologists, just because doing a couple laps around these lakes, I'm like, dude, this place sucks. What happened? Yeah. And the, you notice, like, you start metering certain key structure spots and lakes, and you can see how fish should be set up based off the environment and the time of year. And you're like, dude, that shouldn't be like that. That shouldn't be like that. Like, wow, that's really fucked up. A shame, you know. <laughs> pardon my language, but yeah. Then you have these micro fish that are out in super, super deep water, which shouldn't be. I mean, they should be able to feed up fat for winter. If you do, the, which I know what you're referencing, the fish that I have caught and talked to biologists, these fish that are four to five pounds, I mean, in a healthy fishery, those fish are three to five years old. And these fish are now eight to 10 years old. That's so it just crazy. goes to show there's yeah. like, these fisheries aren't supporting themselves anymore. You know, they're still good fish in there, don't get me wrong, but I mean, how you assess a lake is by like a law of averages and the average population. It's very stunted. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that too, is because I think growing up, God, when I was, I'm old now, I'm going to date myself. 20 years ago, <laughs> it became a huge thing. Catch and release, catch and release, catch and release. And I honestly think the catch and release program in Southern California has ruined a lot of fisheries because you have a lot of stunted fisheries to where, these fish need to be removed from the gene pool to like yeah. allow the fishery to thrive. And are you saying public, we should kill fish? Absolutely. I absolutely. <laughs> not every fish. I mean, dude, Clar seriously, Clar not every fish. I'm not. Oh, it Clar clarify, Clar clarify it. Selective harvesting is okay, what exact, I'm referencing. Break it down. Yes. Break it down so they understand yes. the weight class, so you don't affect the that mid class mm -hmm. and that brood stock that's that potential to get big and you were talking one to three pounders technically yeah basically mm -hmm. you know when any lake for that matter if you have those they call them eater size for a reason you mm -hmm. know those like 14 and 18 inch fish like you remove those and it's less i don't know how to explain it it's less competition in an environment so the fish that exist in that environment are now allowed to Mm -hmm. It's broken down by grow. surface acreage, yeah. how, mm -hmm. they, exactly. how, they, how they correlate that with. But the problem, too, is what we have all these invasive species that we never had here that are taking up that yeah. surface acreage. They're eating the microbate. All, they screwed up the, the zooplankton. There's absolutely no the threat. Whole, the whole makeup of the lake has yeah. changed. But don't forget, Diamond Valley had one water resource when they filled it up. Correct. Number two, oh, yeah, number huge, two yeah. they brought in Colorado River. Then they brought in aqueduct water. They took that whole ecosystem and destroyed it. It was yeah. the beginning of the end of that 100%. peak environment and a, and a lake that we had that sustained four pound average fish. And there was a point at four pound average and even my fish pro tournament, I fished there, four pound average got you a check, but it was like, what, 25th place? I fished a tournament there yesterday with 83 boats. How'd you do? We had one fish for like 480. Like at what lake? Uh, at Diamond. At Diamond. Oh. And I got 19th 
out of 83 votes with one fish. Two, two, 19? I got 19. Oh, wow. shit. I was like top 20. I went home and they called me like, you want, you know, like, you're yeah. you on the cusp of a small check. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm fucking pulling into the driveway, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild to see what it used to be. Yeah. It's like depressing in a way because you mm-hmm. go and set up and do this. You're like, dude, this sucks. Like, like it shouldn't you're be. You're setting this up way. for failure right off the bat. Like, you feel like it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's this. It's sad. Like he said, the flatheads alone in that lake. Oh, people, it's ridiculous. People don't realize how bad flatheads are for a fishery. It's so bad. How about you, Matt? Same thing. Just, Dude, turn just, the light on at night on the dam. I crank it, the dams at night. It's what I do. I love to fish the dam. I love to fish the dams at night, throwing okay. crankbaits, swim baits, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you flash, I never flash a headlight in the water. I'm, I'm afraid of that at night tournaments. Yeah, you don't want. To. <laughs> never, never, never. It's crazy. But literally, shine a light down and look at a rock. Every rock's got a flathead on it. Fuck, dude. What do they do? They eat live fish. They're eating the baby bass. They're eating the bluegill, eating silver sides, wherever they can fit in their mouth, and they can eat big stuff. Mm-hmm. When you have that many fish with, in areas where all of that smaller forage tends to group up in certain sections, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to wipe it out. Yeah. Freaking wild. Flatheads are insane. And it's a perfect recipe for them right now because the lake's so stunted. Those little, like, six to eight oh, pound bass, they Vacuum. smoke them. Vacuum cleaner. You can go down to every ladder on the dam. Like you talking about, there's clouds of, like, 60 to 80 fish that are, like, Damn. Drop down an ice jig. You're like, that thing's barely bigger no, it's than It's fun ice catching <laughs> the flatheads. You know? I mean, if you can catch them, you, you headhunt. <laughs> Literally throw a jig in front of their head on the dam. They'll smoke it. You'll catch like 15, 20 flatheads in a day. Certain situations. They need it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> they need to eradicate them. I don't think I, they can, though, because there's so many crevices on the dam. They can't really shock them, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you would do. You would have to do like a repeated shocking program over the course of like when they're spawning. Yeah. Just wipe them out. Kill all type deal. Like just Queen Macular. Keep, right? yeah. Between, yeah. between just the three keep mowing the grass over and over who, for a month Who do you straight. think... Like, everyone always talks about something needs to be done in the organization. What do you think could help? Like, what, what do you think we could do to actually fix this? And do we have to find, like, a politician that'll back it as well? Dude, I, I think about this every day because it, like, sucks so bad now. And I don't know if anybody could. I, that's, what, that's one of the things, too. Like, I've seen so many lakes go through so many cycles my whole life, and, like, I've never <laughs> seen a lake go through a cycle like this never seen a lake go through a cycle like this so you can hypothesize of what's going to fish it but yeah nobody's actually or what fix it but nobody's really gone through this situation and yeah fixed it, it before to be fair though i mean at the same time even though it does it's a, it's a shell of what it used to be we used to catch a lot of giants out of that place there's still a lot of big fish in there totally. it's it's not like it's the dead sea i mean you can catch them in yeah. winter time is the dead sea <laughs> but i mean like come spring summer fall i mean like when you get those deals there's a whole mess of that five to six pound fish, maybe an eight pounder. You'll still see some giants. It's not dead. It's just you got these two classes of. Or Correct. Maybe it's like the under 15s. Uh, you say under 15 or under under two and a half. Even that. I mean, like green bass are so resilient. I mean, big fish are always gonna like yeah. adapt to their environment and take over. So you're always gonna have those standouts. Mm-hmm. It's just when you look at like the law of averages for the whole place, it's like we need to get rid of a lot of those three to five pound fish that's just the reality of it otherwise the lakes it's like the lake can't sustain and dbl is pretty much your guys's home lake you would consider everywhere really he likes yeah. the same stuff i like yeah, i didn't really I, realize it san diego I, dude <laughs> i used to fish time everywhere. all the time and i honestly don't really enjoy it i mean i still go <laughs> like i thought about going back today but it's just <laughs> i like paris a lot better i like 
everywhere. Skinner a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego agree. Lake's much better. <laughs> Let's talk about San Diego. You see these guys go, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. It's Kelly, fun you're feeling the same way about the whole lake thing? Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I, I've, I've fished a lot of bodies of water throughout the whole western United States. And back in the heyday and the prim, prim, primo times, weather was great. We had seasonal weather. We had rain. We had spring, we had winter, we had fall turnovers, bait, bait balls, tailspin, frickin' school fish we don't see anymore. Um, that whole thing has changed based on our environment, and it's all based off of what's going on around us, and that is a reflection overall throughout the whole United States, what's going on with bass fishing. But um, to take it another step is that um, this, this cycle that we're in right now and i believe well lakes go through like a 10-year cycle and we go through like a 10-year cycle with the droughts and it's it's just up and down up and down but we're falling a straight lateral line with our weather now which is not normal i don't care if it's our actual weather or actually the actual makeup of this of the 10-year cycle of a lake because remember bass grow in that first three to four years they're supposed to grow and be big yeah and like john was saying there's nothing there to support like john was saying and this all reflects to the makeup of the biology of the lake and what's going on with it is that the conditions are not where they need to be it has nothing to do with a lot of the fishermen and, and, and or i you know there's pressure yes that don't help we can get in the electronics end of it too a little bit. That, we can go ra- down these rabbit holes, which there's so many. And I'm in, I'm in the new technology world for me and for my age class and for what most guys won't even go down that rabbit hole. It's interesting. It's fun. There's a time and place for everything. But I believe overall everybody's feeling the pinch. Everybody's, you know, it's struggling. I mean, look, nobody's posting anything. Yeah. You look what's going out there, and also, too, guys are trying to protect their lakes, too. I get it. Mm-hmm. In respect, you know, you got to have respect. <laughs> you find a jewel, you keep it quiet. You got to have respect, you know. I mean, I'm gonna t- I hardly post. I mean, I, I do here and there, whatever, but I'm, t- I'm saying, you know, there's a lot going on that we don't know, and believe me, there has been big fish caught, and everybody's going to have their day, and I don't care what. One guy's going to go out there and whack them. We know that. No matter how well you know the lake and you go out there and you go and you make your milk run, you got your go-to baits, it didn't happen for me this year, guys. What I did, hands down, my bread and butter, my milk runs, my go-tos, it was tough. I don't care where I went. I don't care where I went. I, I've kind of put down a lot of the bigger stuff more recently. I had some uh, hand issue this year, so I'm very limited on what I do to some extent. But I'll tell you what, I've caught, for the amount of times went out, I did pretty good. But then this lack back, back in towards the summer and towards the early fall, I didn't do worth the crap. Post spawn was my worst post spawn this year. This I was, catch big this fish. This was the worst for me. April. And you guys can probably yeah. attest to this too. Post spawn, I catch solid six to one eight one pound fish. And they didn't show up this year. I, in fact, in that. fact, take, think about this, guys. I, I like to visualize, besides looking at your meters or whatever, I like to look and see what's going on with the environment. What's, what food chain, what's up? 
What's yeah. in the shallows? What's going on? Right. And have they have they moved up? Are there staging fish? Are the bluegill moved up? You know what's going on with the bait fish? Whatever. I follow all that. I didn't see. Was I didn't see pre-spawners <laughs> up staging like I normally do. And I'm talking sometimes big fish. Oh, I'll take it back. I did see the legitimate biggest fish I've seen on DVL this year. Every bit of 15 pounds. Wow. Every bit of 15. One month. That was in March. And this fish came up. It was on the outside main lake on a tree line. And I came out and I was coming through with a swim bait. And it was later on in the day, light conditions, everything was perfect. And my, just myself just drifting through and hitting the trolling motor. And the pulsation from the trolling, that wash from the trolling motor pushed through the trees. Mm -hmm. And you know sometimes what that happens, if there's a fish sitting there, that, part, that prop wash from your trolling motor, that fish will like, what was that? And, they'll, and they'll, they'll come up, and this fish came up off the, out of the tree and was like free willy out there. Just, <laughs> I mean, just like, what was that? Free willy. And I was you don't just, even know what the fuck that is in the audience. I was blown away, and I literally stopped and just was looking at this fish, and I went up within 20 feet watching this fish going up there doing, yeah, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> and I was thinking, boy, that fish is a solid fish. You don't see that hardly anymore. Back in the day... I seen more 12 to 15 pound fish on our local lakes. Let's I mean, oh, yeah. on a regular basis, boys, oh, 12 yeah. to 15s, and you guys can attest oh, to yeah. that too. And they Oops. showed up, but we're on a cycle right now because of the food chain has been affected dramatically. Our fish are suspending more. Also, the water temps as well. You look at water the ocean temp temps, and like the ocean temps have been so warm for like the last 10 years, and people the don't realize how that plays effect on everything. I mean, that sucks up into the atmosphere and mm -hmm. your rainfall's warmer. So now your lakes aren't stratifying where they're supposed to be. You know, you have like a thicker thermocline. Instead of that water shutting off zero to 10, that warm water now goes down zero to 30. Mm -hmm. So people are not seeing a lot of bed fish because these fish are now bedding down at 20, 80. 25 wow. yeah. because they can, because That's they can. That's where you live scope. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it a step further than that though. Yeah. I mean, our, our cycles, our cycles now for everything are completely off. Exactly. Like March isn't March. February isn't February. And, and I can go on and on and on and on. Last so two guys, years it's been you like have that. to fish the moment. You have to approach it. it believe me, I have years and years and years of, of uh, f uh, fishing. Uh, really? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I have, God. Uh, look at that uh, look. I got it. Like, uh, Side-eyeing ser Seriously, though. <laughs> I have, I have uh, all, my, all my, my, my fishing history. I write everything down, and I, and I fish off of that. I used to fish off of that to some extent, follow the weather and kind of see what's going on. So you know, hey, man, that bite that, bite that I normally do, whatever it may be, it will be coming up. can't One do that I now. Yeah. Like my notes, like you said, like coming back to like I have all the archive of stuff I looked at, like especially going into this tournament where I used to look like 13 years ago, and water temps right now are like 54 to 57 degrees. And... Water temp yesterday was 64 to 67. Oh, my God, what a huge And December, difference. which, I mean, that confuses the fish in itself, and it spreads them way out. I'm noticing there's, like, way more open water fish now. Oh, yeah. Way more open oh, water yeah. fish. Oh, yeah, 100%. Everything's just keyed in on microbait out in the middle of the lake because it's... The size of some of that stuff out there right now, you can't do nothing. Two eyes and a wiggle. You can't do nothing. The fish are on pre-spawn mode more than you could imagine and they're so confused and they're laterally just lurking and just cruising <clears throat> and, and those are the hardest fish to catch 
Plus with the water and the temps being more constant the whole year, they're spawning on more moon cycles, in my opinion, rather than being March, April, May. I mean, you're seeing sometimes, especially this time of year, I'm seeing a couple of fish up in the fall. You go in the back of these cuts and you're like, you see these females in a couple of males position, you're like, they're confused. They, oh, yeah. They think that it's time to go. One of the tournaments was like that. It was a trip. It almost looked like they were bedfish, but you know for sure in your head, like, no. Nah. Well, it's because the, the water's so, they're yeah. up there thinking about it. Oh, and yeah. They get up there. They got the, triggered. The length of the day, you know, the length of the day throws them off and they get confused. It'll get better. I mean, it's got to go through its little fix. Have you seen, Kelly, since you've been fishing so long, have you seen the cycle like this hit before? Comparable? Yeah. It, okay, weather-wise, to some extent, but not as drastic as it is because, okay, let me explain this. We have 100-year cycles, weather cycles. We've been following weather reports for hundreds of years. And I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, guys, but listen. And from my research and from what I've heard in my life on this planet, and I don't care what anybody tells you, I'm going to flat out say something right now and take this to the bank. Frickin', there's, there's reported, documented, for hundreds of years of these weather cycles, 100-year cycles. Oh, it's 80 degrees in December. Well, if you go back in the history and follow that, we've had, we've, we've, we're having this stuff that we've had already. It's already happened. Mm -hmm. Remember, we're on the western United States. This is a desert, okay? So the climate change and everything, I'm not on board 100% with it. Yes, we're going through some changes, but the fact of the matter, we have 100-year cycles. We got 10-year cycles, especially with our lakes, the way they're made up, with the way fish grow. Remember, they're growing on a growing cycle. Everything is temporary. It's not here forever. These fish grow, the genetics, the gene pool, and we can go back to the, when they put the Floridas in, and that's a whole other you know, deal that we can get into too, but... That whole cycle of bass that I had back in the day yeah. that we put in California, that was, those were the steroid fish. Those were the freaking primo fish to catch. And that whole generation in gene pool got diluted. And why I say diluted through breeding and crossbreeding too. And guys moving fish from fishery to fishery is the worst thing to do. It changes the whole biological makeup of a lake. It brings in disease, parasites, all types of stuff. Birds do it naturally, but when human beings take and alter that, yeah. then you're, you're screwing with nature. You and change things. a perfect example, like you mm -hmm. touched on earlier about the water source. Havasu, it's such a hard mineral-based water that they originally filled it with, and they removed it, and they filled it with a delta water, which is so nutrient-rich. And look at, but what, yeah. but what and look at, look the, at the algae bloom. The algae and, bloom. Immediate. Black, al black algae. Delta water yeah. came in after Havasu water. Black algae. Turn the lake, destroy DVL. That's that whole that cycle, was that biology, that was done. It was a slow death, but, but there is time for healing, hopefully. And it's, but how long is it going to take? We need, rain, we need rainfall. Yeah, we need time. rainfall. And that's another thing. Back in the day, normal weather cycles, weather patterns, seasonal, seasonal all that, you can count on that. And we, could go, we had go-to uh, things that we could do with those conditions. We, now... You can make all the best pre-game pre, pre game plans and get all your gear rigged up, hit the water, and you're like, wow, it's not the same lake. It's, you're, putting, it's, you're putting stuff out, bringing this, that, switching up. I'm like, what happened? It's, it's going to show lake. with it's, nothing tied on right It's your now. home lake, and you're regrouping. And you gotta, you got to adjust, and like I'm telling you guys, adjust to the conditions. Fish each day differently. Don't go out and say, I did this today, I'm going to do it tomorrow, and, do, and blah, blah. 
If you do that, you're going to be, hit your, hit your head against the wall and just go home. Because that's not going to work, guys. Yeah, no pre-planning over there. <laughs> the pre-planning and all that stuff, and the doc talk and all that crap, you can't fish other people's water. You can't fish other people's techniques. No one's catching them. You yeah, know, I'm saying, that's the thing. <laughs> Everybody well, wants I caught a 12-pounder yesterday. No, you didn't. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> no, you take you might what, have. Good take for it you. for what it's worth. And you know what? We know that a lot of that's yeah. it's all it's all fake. Just have fun, enjoy it. You know. Fish. So my next question. This is kind of. I wanted to get these guys together because I feel like they had done the swim bait thing and they made their the swim baits for them are a tool, right? Yeah. All you guys are a tool, all tools. Which is different than a lot of the guys even out here, you guys listening. You're throwing swim baits as that's all you're throwing. So I'm trying to get them to get their opinion on when they throw it, how you know, how they throw it, and I mean it's on the deck like a drop shot for you guys, right? It's not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a tool. Yeah. It's always going to be there. Yeah. I'll definitely start off with a swim bait all the time. Yeah, you know, I threw if, it yesterday. Yeah, you throw it. It's, I throw it as much as I'll throw even a Sanko. And it, okay. Sanko's like the kiss of death to anybody that throws a swim bait. But you've got to throw whatever, whatever <laughs> you, you can physically do to get the biggest fish you can possibly get, even if it's a two-inch grub. That's going to catch 10-pounders. I'm going to throw it. So you it's, guys are more big bait. Like big, well, like big bass fishermen, not first fish. Not. We rolled up to a spot. Oh, we want giants. Banged a jig fish, <laughs> you know, banged a jig fish first. Went and do the drop shot after that, and then once the conditions lined up, we had like an afternoon moonrise. We had wind starting in the afternoon. That's when you pick up the big bait and throw that. When the conditions line up, I mean, you don't want to just go blindly throwing it around. You did you have, Did you guys have a time when when uh, you were just throwing the big bait and that's it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think well, that yeah, was, changed your mind. That's kind of well, my back question. in the day was the stocking. They would get all these lakes. We get 2000 pounds of trout a month. And that changed the fishery because all these even these deeper fish now would suck right up on the bank and just be in these ambush zones all the time because they knew eight little idiots were going to swim by and get a crush. <laughs> Pretty much. And it was a buffet line lining up. Yeah. Like, so you would sit oh. there. And then it, With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like, yeah, you would see like, oh, I'm getting bit, oh, I'm getting bit. And the closer you got to those good lunar conditions, like it really turned on. You had like an hour of just destruction. But those times of day, that time in life, you threw it all the time because those fish were always up there positioned looking for that stuff. Now they're not looking for it anymore. It's different though. I mean, when you're throwing the swim bait and stuff like that, a lot of people think, I'll just throw it all day long. Well, there's certain windows of opportunity, like you're saying, like yeah, you make three casts, three casts across the point. Those are the only three casts you need to make for the best possible chance to catch these fish over the Or do something else. Yeah, we used to throw it all the time because we thought you had to throw it all the time. Yeah. Every minute of the day, throw a swim bait. But in reality, there's 12 casts in the day that yeah. are the swim bait casts. Plus, like, you start realizing you're trying to yeah, you're catch the it. smartest fish in the lake 
very realistic. And you keep showing it to them. Smart <laughs> enough to survive long enough to get that big. Right. You don't want to educate them. Mm -hmm. So you go to these zones where you know they live, you want to present it a couple times and Bounce you get a couple of followers. You don't want to sit there beating on a tent to the things like, oh, look at yeah. this fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> Throw five and, swim baits on the same fish know, on the same tree at the know, same angle. You want to <laughs> give it a couple methodical approaches, bounce, and come back. You know? Hopefully yeah. the wind blows into that cut that day where you had a couple followers. You're like, oh, wind's blowing out of the west. I had all those fish fall me on this mm -hmm. west fish in Rocky Bank. Let's go over there. Now let's go throw the big bait down that bank because now those fish are going to make a mistake, hopefully. Yeah. Rather than just blindly going around and just closing your eyes and hoping for a bite. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to add in, though, one thing. A lot it's, the of, it's the truth, you know? Yeah, you all your assholes blindly fucking yeah, throwing don't, do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I would lot. like to add on one thing because a lot of young, young, young people here didn't experience what I have and these guys have, have done. But truly, when we had regular trout stockings, and back then it only took was one or two trout stockings to trigger the fish. Yeah, they knew. They sucked. That's out. on a regular. But that's on a regular basis. Automatic. We had we had it made, guys. We we all had yeah. it made. And we um, knew so we easy. had the go-to spots on that first and second stocking that were just epic. I took it for granted. And, and, <laughs> I really and, did. And it, it, it was like it, it was like open up, open up here, here, here. Ahead. No cormorants. Okay, we're gonna go the other side. <laughs> now, what do we get? Minimal stockings, and these fish don't get triggered. They don't get triggered, and everybody's showing up at DVL, 200 boats, <laughs> and what do they do? It's a shit show. <laughs> but but here's the, here's the problem with that, guys. You all go out with these expectations. We got a trout plant, but there's more to it, and there's a lot behind that. Yeah. Everybody's throwing a big bait, <laughs> and they're throwing a big bait multiple times on the key spots over and over. And with that many boats, how many times is that fish going to see that bait on that day when these fish are just like looking at it and going by one after another, one after another, one after another. Mm -hmm. These Good fish much. get conditioned. Big mistake, don't make multiple casts on a, on a sweet spot that you know is holding big fish. Biggest mistake is go there, prime time, make two or three casts, change angles. If you, you got to set yourself up with the angles for the presentation. If you don't set yourself up between with the sun, the, the drop, the weed line, the tree line, whatever it may be, the drop off, you're going to blow the spot. Because you want to take that fish and you want to give him as much room to eat that bait. You don't want to throw it in his face and give him five feet, five feet of room and he's like, I'm out of here. Give him as much. Yeah, look at the whole area. Give look him at a how run. he's in a feed and use don't a rock or a break and give him yeah. a position to pin it up against that as long as possible. Exactly. Don't, yeah. don't exactly. reposition your fish. And, you know, and, don't and, move and, them. And you guys, can yeah. you guys can agree on this one. The longest the cast you can make on a big bait is the juice. The longer, the better. Let that fish track your bait as long as they could. And a lot of times, if they track that bait for a considerable amount of time and they're coming in on you, those are those ones that hit you at the boat. Those are those ones you see come right up, and they're looking at you. You're looking at them, and wham, they take it right out. And you're like, that fish has committed himself to a point. For the average guy who casts, that shorter cast, those fish come up and they're like, okay, there's the boat and they're gone. There's the boat and they're gone. But those bomb casts, that those fish are like, wow, I'm already 30, they're 30, 40 feet past that boat. Where's the boat? No boat. And they keep coming in and that's 
that's a little bit of juice, guys. Seriously. Do you, do you think, John, that maybe short casts, you throw a lot of more short casts and more? I, I think it's all like fishery related. Okay. Realistic. If you're fishing mm -hmm. like a big clear water fishery, yeah. If you're fishing a place with a bunch of vegetation and grass, it's more methodical than that. I okay. think it's like on a big bait, those fish are positioned in tight little areas. And it's more like accuracy and getting it into little combat areas. And it's really fishery, water fishery clarity, more. you know, fishery okay. related more. But right. I, I said, I take it for granted. Everybody knows. I'm about to say everybody knows, but everybody doesn't know. Big bay bites are typically better in clear water fisheries. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's referencing because the longer the cast, mm -hmm. the longer the fish like follows it and expends its energy is a, only a, the more likelihood it's going to eat. Mm -hmm. So it gets to the point where it's getting close to that boat. I mean, give it a little extra figure eight or whatever, because it's going to use your boat as an extra piece of structure to mm -hmm. pin it up against. The first uh, thing, the first thing you do when you're following, when you got a follower and it's been tracking on that bomb cast, you, if you're, you're running out of water, remember that you're running out of water and think the first thing you're going to do, what are you going to do? Don't do something stupid and let your bait <laughs> fall to the bottom. <laughs> You do that, fish is gone. You take and give that bait two things. You give it a little kick from side to side, and then, then bring that bait up, and I guarantee you, that's when those fish get triggered. The minute the bait comes and, and, and it starts to ascend and come up, they eat the bait. And that's why you see those fish just take the rod out of your hand with six or eight feet of line sometimes. And what did you do? Okay, thing is, is that keep the fish, or keep the bait in the fish's face in the zone. You don't have to be down dredging all the time, but if you put it in that lateral line where the fish are holding, and especially if they've been following trout, shad, or whatever that zone they're in, you got to know that zone. You keep the bait in that zone. Don't change your depth with your swim baits and go up and down, up yeah. and down, up and down. Fish, bait fish, forage does not do that. They go laterally, typically. When yeah. they find that, that, that climate, that comfort zone, they're in that zone. Until the weather changes, barometer changes, then they change. But fish know if it's real or not. The minute you start getting crazy with the bait. They make it spaz out, those fish. It's, Plus, see, it's like one of those things, like, which comes with fishing more. You'd be able to read your fish. You read your followers. You can tell oh, 100%. when a fish isn't lit up on a bait. He's just kind of well, tracking, you keep moving along it. and you just keep getting those... If you know you're eating the fish and they're just following, you're like, it's I'm typically like conditioning related. Like you okay. find those fish when you're checking stuff out, like exploring, you're checking yeah. stuff yeah. off the peak times yeah. and you'll get a fish sucked up. That's not quite interested. And when you, that's all in like reading your follow, cause you have yeah. fish and you'll see it's real lethargic. Oh, you have fish that are real lit up. They're perked up. Their fins are out. You oh, know, you those are the fish it. that you can really twitch and get activated or, but I mean, that, that's also that's all from like too. reading your fish, you know. I mean, sometimes a slower cadence. I mean, if that fish comes up hot on it, burn it away from it, you know. Make it keep coming right through it, you know. Like that's also that moment too, where we're gonna sit there and go, okay, maybe the swim bait isn't the deal. Maybe I gotta drop to a darter head, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the big change. I, sadly, I, that was another. You gotta be smart about kind of how to do that right now. You know. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I'm a flat. I'll say it right now. I have caught more recent years. Big fish on finesse swimmers. And what I mean by a finesse swimmer, smaller than four and a half inches on typically a swim head, uh, dart head type stuff. And I've caught giants. And I'm talking my bigger, some of my bigger fish. I love the power fish. 
But let me tell you, if you want to come home with a bag and you want, to, and you want results and that big bait ain't happening or what you normally do ain't happening, my go-to is a swimmer. Is a flat-out swimmer. You can fish it on the bottom, mid-column, subsurface. You're in the zone. You can put it wherever they are, and your yeah. chances, your in in chances increase dramatically. Do you want to go home with fish, or do you want to go home with a zero? You know, I mean, we can all beat our chest, and you can throw the big bait 24/7. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we go out as fishermen, and we're we're versatile. I consider myself a junk fisherman. I'll have eight or nine rods on the boat. But I may make one cast with one rod on a given spot, and you guys can relate, and that given spot will hold a fish with a certain technique. And if you pass by that spot, and you're going to kick yourself in the ass at the end of the day and say, oh, I had a tough day. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I throw? I went right past the, why did, three minutes. Go in there and do it. That's what makes you and breaks you, makes a good day, makes you a winner in the tournament circle. That's what counts. Change it up, guys. Change it up and keep an open mind. You know, get it, absorb as much information as you can out there. But remember, when you hit the water, the, you're, in, you're, in, you're, in, you're in an environment that you have no control over. You control the controllables, what you can with your equipment, your boat, everything around you. But once you're on the water, you guys can agree to that. Mm -hmm. You're up to nature in God's world. And I don't even tie anything on. I show up to the lake with nothing tied on my deck in my boat because it doesn't matter if I know the fishery. I mean, I fished Skinner my whole life since I was like four years old. <laughs> I know everything. I mean, I know that lake. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. But yeah, like, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I get so geeked out. I really? really? <laughs> oh, I'm so, I get so geeked Dude, out. It's a big. I fish rigged bowl. up like 23 rods. You did? Like Friday night, I fished <laughs> like diamond. Yeah, and I fished oh, like I, I four. In the I, got, I got 25 dude. rods. I just I. I can't help oh, let's it, see. Dude. Like half the shot, fun for me is like rigging up half the shit. I just <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I came with the next greatest idea. Of how when we say them, we throw know. little baits, I mean I don't like to do that. I despise to throw the little stuff. I want to throw the biggest bait and power fish with the heaviest line and the heaviest right. rod. I don't want to break jaws. But you know, you want, you want to catch. A big oh yeah. Fish I mean, like, all, what kind of lead head do you use, Kelly? What kind of lead head? Is, which, which, what, what kind of what the kind lead, of head. lead head do you use? The lead I'm throwing it. The lead head I'm throwing now is the Viking head. Oh, I heard it's a great company. What was that again? <laughs> Viking I, head. Okay, I just okay. wanted to know really quick. That is the head I've been using for a while. <laughs> prototype, and going through all the going through all the growing pains we've been going through. There, but lots I, of growing pains, guys. We would have had the head here, but it's been a earmuffs motherfucker to get this thing made, dude. Really? It, yeah. The molds, uh, the CNC molds wouldn't open. Uh, the way that the uh, the heads cut underneath, yeah. like it doesn't want to open. Right. It won't That's flow. Fun. The bait keeper. I hate that. So I went said fuck it, bought a spin caster and just getting it done that way. That's why I saw you did the, the big boy way now. That was expensive. Now I got to learn how to use the vulcanizer. Oh, you got the Dude. spin caster. I got the yeah, big got vulcanizer it. too. Yeah, you got no it. No way. Oh yeah. So, I've yeah. been wanting to buy one of those forever. So I could rip off everybody's yeah. shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, but just real quick, though, uh, on, on the Viking head, guys, I, I, I'm not trying to give you sales pitch or anything. I throw, I, have, I can throw anything I want, guys. But I've been on ground level here with Nick, been hands-on, and I'm really, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really pumped up. I'm catching fish, and that's what counts. It's something a little different, and it's got just, it fits it fits what I like to do, but also we're going to offer it in all sizes that you, you want. And, and the guys on the stage, Kelly and John, 
have help. And when I do the finesse, I'm going to be going to these guys going, what do you think? Because I want to have the input from dudes that are really You know what hook I want you to fuckers. use. I've already told you what hook I want you to use. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this, it's cool to have these guys on. Yeah, he knows what hook and another, I have another question. We need to get kind of moving a little. Um, so, picking a swim bait. So, when you guys are like, these are my tools. Um, you have a glide. There's fucking 30 glides now, 40 mm. glides. How do you slim down to the, the choices that you want to make for that glide or that question. soft bait, whatever it is? And especially, do you try new ones? Like, say you see something new, are you going to try them? I ha- There's a new glide bait that it's, I mean, not like it's anything. He's sticking me on my I have, dropping on you. I have, I'm trying to do it on purpose. But I, <laughs> doing the reverse, I, like. That new flag, two, or new to me, that flag 255 bait, that's that bait. soft glide bait. That's bad. That thing, I fished the shit out of that thing yesterday. And I've had a, I haven't caught anything good on it yet, but I had, it sucked up some quality fish. Are you, you're you're not afraid to try new baits, so like, no, no. you know what I'm not saying? Not at all. You're I not like, up, hey, this is my only fucking go-to is these baits, that's it. I'm never fishing anything else. No, you'll. Absolutely not. That's like you the worst thing you can do change. as a fisherman is be shut off to like new things. It's the worst thing you can do. Like I'll go out there with 10 different baits tied on. All glide baits because they all act differently. You know, some are more choppy, some are more fluid. And the fishery will tell you that day, at least, mm-hmm. what they're into. And you, you go out there with one bait. They weren't on your bait that day. Good job. Yeah. And Hopefully you guys, are they like, are. all three of you guys are kind of bait makers in your own, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you make baits. You're not just like, Absolutely. I buy them. I, you guys tinker with everything. Always. Every yeah. day. I was out last night till like two in the morning making <laughs> baits. I freak out. I have a little workshop in the garage and I never really post everything, but... I, I, I try to change and flip around concepts and stuff. Do stuff that no one's ever done. And half of them suck. Half of them suck. But then you get oh, that yeah. one gem in there that's like you can't reproduce it too much. You don't want to show anybody. <laughs> it's like it's a trip. We want the new. We want to bring the same vibe. Fi- show fish something they haven't seen before. The mm-hmm. unicorn. It's, it's hard now because everybody's making the same glide. They're making a bluegill. They're making a walk bait on the surface. I mean, yeah, you can increase size and you can change the way it walks, but it's still going side to side, still S pattern. And you get you to know. see it not only if you, you see it from the tackle shop, what oh, people yeah. are using and what. I'm the worst, though, with that because, like, when I see a bait, I'm kind of going, okay, I know the originator from that bait. And that's hard as a bait maker, too, is, like, I know the originators. And a couple times I kind of walked into a zone where I was building something identical to someone else's, but my take on it, but it was still somebody else's. But, you're, but even if it's someone else's, you're using it for yourself? Oh, yeah. So no, it's I, not like it don't matter. Dude, I was on the boat with someone when the Bubba was first coming out, <laughs> and I watched this kid in the back of my boat. I took this kid. I was like, hey, hop on the boat. Go out to, the, uh, go out to Paris. And he starts catching fish behind me, and I'm throwing a wake bait and everything. I'm like, dude, what the hell, dude? <laughs> I mean, I got, H, I got prime choice stuff. And I'm, th- I'm poaching him. You know, I'm getting all the good <laughs> stuff. And this kid's throwing behind me, and he's all like, is this how this bait's supposed to swim? Clack, 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 and boom, he gets bit. So I, right when I got home, I made a bluegill. <laughs> Big bait. I took a picture. First day out with it at Diamond Valley, of all places, wrecked yeah. him. Absolutely fucking killed him. And then I got a picture in the Western Outdoor News, and... Jeremy hits me up, and he's like, hey, so you're making a big bluegill. <laughs> and I'm, like, sitting to myself, I'm like, no, it wasn't even like that, I swear. And, like, that was a reality check right there. Like, okay, you want to make it for yourself, cool, but 
be real. You got inspiration from that dude. Yeah, exactly. you didn't design he the was theory. The dude that came that's the, the theory. Template, designed dude. The theory. That's the truth right yeah. there. Butch did that to me too one time. I remember like he bass slapped me, put my name on a bass because I was like, oh, you could throw any bait and do the same thing. And <laughs> I, I apologized to him. <laughs> I'm like sitting there going like, oh man, that was a reality check too. But yeah, baits are changing. You have to adapt with the baits. Designs. It's also trendy too. Very trendy, and it's like. <laughs> little too trendy it's it's too trendy but too like people collect baits and stuff it's no it, really it's tra- <laughs> it's really too okay trendy flashy they catch the fishermen before they catch the fish and that's the that's the deal guys just follow up and know what the baits do and mm-hmm. you know how they what they want they'll tell you and you don't have to have 50 of nah. my principle is you don't need 50 or like 30 of, of, of a yeah. specific well, style bait eight. I don't you get your confidence baits, yeah, your choice, your top, yeah, your top baits. baits. The thing is, is there'll be a time and place for it, and that window of opportunity. Like but the window of opportunity in these days, <laughs> these conditions, these times, the window is even smaller. The margins are way, way smaller. Nowadays, yeah. And if you're not there on top of it, you miss the bite, you miss that window, and you get zero. That's the hardest part to achieve right now on any given body of water. The windows are far and few between. Especially now too, with the with the amount of pressure that's going on, it's nice to be out there. A great gray gray light is primo. You got morning, evening. Remember that, guys. Morning, evening, gray light. Midday, you got a high sun. You got clarity, water visibility. Those fish can see a long ways, and that's a window of opportunity. A lot of big fish got get caught midday. Yeah. My favorite time, ten to two. Big yeah. fish get caught midday. Sometimes I won't hit the lake till nine, ten o'clock. Sometimes, oh, yeah. and it's oh. like you're waiting for that golden hour. And I'll have that midday bite, mm-hmm. and then I'll have that last milk run at the mm-hmm. end of the day, and just catch that one or two fish makes my trip. Angles or even the if wind. they show themselves, or you get a boil, or a, or a, or a, or they miss it, that keeps you going back. That's all you need. You don't have to bang them every time, but if you get to see the fish, you're doing something right. You're drawing them in. To set know, you up for tomorrow when you go tomorrow. You know, you already knew the zone, the angle, you fa- the you time. Found them, you found them where they were positioned. Come back, change it up, have multiple baits rigged, and give them a different presentation. Okay? That's what I re- recommend under these more tough conditions that we have now and the way things are. And don't follow the crowds and what everybody's throwing the latest and greatest every time because you're going to be beaten up on the same used water same baits change it up a little bit your color and your canvas your, your trees pay attention to your trees i recommend looking at your retrieves in a swimming pool or 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 in the middle yeah, of the day you got up it's it's dead calm see what your baits are doing get to know your bait that's huge right there. We yeah, have, get to know the definitely. bait because most people just chuck and whine. <laughs> that's not the deal. Get to know the bait and see what you can do. Am I using the right rod? Am, is my line too heavy? Is my line sinking? Should my line be floating? If you guys correlate and put everything together, you guys are ahead of the game. All it takes is to make one mistake in your setup and, and put you two feet out of the zone or you're, you're, you're just beating yourself up. You also got to remember, too, end of a long cast, your bait's doing something totally different than tied to the boat. Angles, the you know, angles. You got drag yes. and you got a lot of different things. That's huge, Resistance, too. speed, that all changes. People Slow don't down, re- the closer you get. 
and, and if the wind comes up and you get a gust and your gate, your bait gets pushed over and it's and you're feeling more resistance, you know, people don't realize there 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 are actual um, water. There's water movement in lakes. There's current. People don't realize, especially mm-hmm. if you're pushing or bringing and pulling and taking out water. There's current. If you can find the sweet spots on those current moves, dude, it's game on. Funnels and traps. It's, yep. it's, it's game on. Th- those are just the little things that make a big difference. I try to do as much homework as you can as far as, you know, looking at it, but don't think you're going to go out with this bait in your hand and go to the lake every time. Keep an open mind, and, we, and you know, we're versatile, and that's the good thing about it with the experience that we have. And like I say, it comes with time on the water, okay? <clears throat> time on the water, guys, is the deal. I don't care what. Even if you didn't catch a fish that day and you learned something. Oh, yeah. That's gold. That, that's, that's golden. And, and take notes. I log everything down. Everything. I used to, I used to do a lot but, of that. But now, it, but now it doesn't pertain. And then it kind of clicks, though, in your head when you're like, okay, the wind's blowing across my back. It's that direction. Okay, it's 2 o'clock. The sun's Correct. setting over there. Or not sun setting, but we, got, we created a shadow line here. That shadow can be the same shadow earlier in the day is the same as in the afternoon based on the... A double window. Sun yeah, angles. it's both those times. Elevation like the of the lakes are changing. Oh yeah, salt, same. You know, like the you know, there's doubles on certain things, and you're okay. Wind's blowing there. So where was the wind blowing yesterday? Is where I'm going to start my day today. So I know that wind's blowing over here. So yeah. you're starting the. It's weird. It's a trip. <laughs> um, so we're gonna these are these panels are gonna be those short little panels just to kind of do something cool. I want these guys to plug the tackle shops they go to, and if you do have any sponsors, we'll start with John. Um, I want to thank Performance. They make some of the sickest rods around, mm-hmm. and they actually just made a rod for my kid for Christmas. Did they? To get them. Yeah. Way cool. Yeah, Caleb's <laughs> getting cool. his first custom That's rod awesome. from They're the I best. I love their rods. Anglers, you know, they have some of the best boats, in my opinion. Sorry. <laughs> but that's yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. That's why I want everyone to plug yeah. their stuff. Everyone has a different thing. And, uh, that's about it, really. What about you, Matt? I uh, work Last Chance Bait and Tackle. They've been with me. I mean, I've been with them for quite a few years now. Um, we just opened a brand new shop. It's 13,000 square feet. We got, you know, Phoenix, Skeeter, Lund, Lowe, Bass Cat now. And uh, it's a pretty cool gig. I mean, with the, the shift in Diamond Valley, we're starting to bring a lot more stuff in now in preparation for a change. So, yeah, I mean. Cool. And we'll, I'll be having a podcast, and I'll be going to Matt to do one cool. about the shop and doing Just one with a Matt good time. kind of talking about everything that's going on. Uh, Kelly, you got anything to plug? Uh, performance Tackle, uh, Mark Agashi has been my personal friend for many, many, many years. And um, through being around him, the two of us, we've had really good, good trips and stuff. And uh, he's taking care of me as far as the custom rods and I probably have 20 custom uh, custom rods and a lot of them are Phoenix blanks. And um, yep. beyond that, um, they got great service and good people. Uh, check them out. And also, uh, Last Chance Performance Marine as well. They helped me get to a whole other level in my boat, boat uh, deal. And um, pre- uh, Precision Sonar as well has been good with me. And... Um, you know, Jeremy Anderson's a personal friend too. He's he's he's. I'm Viking uh, Head Lures, Viking Head Baco. He's uh, a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he's got a he's got stuff that he needs to uh, he needs to put out here, and he's gonna you guys are gonna see some stuff in the future. Look out for it. It's some OG stuff. This stuff made history back in the day. It still works. Good product. Um, 
And actually, uh, Finbait, Finbait hooked me up too, and uh, they make a great bait as well. I want to shout out to Finbait too. They're, they're really good. Um, and beyond that, I mean, I'm going to leave a few couple people out, but for the most part, you know. And Nick? Yes, we Nick, take, Nick, Nick, Nick taking down me, take me taking down a rabbit hole with the uh, yeah, Viking heads. Yeah, we've been it's painting been fun, in my garage been, getting been, drunk. It's been for... fun. It's been fun. It's been a real fun experience. <laughs> and my creativity and just being able to, to contribute, that's important. I, I love to tinker. I love to tweak things. And I, I don't fish things out of the box typically. And this has given me to take something to a little bit different level. It's going to turn a few heads, and hopefully, guys, we're going to have a product for you soon, yeah. soon. And I want to and thank the, all the three guys that are up here. Like I said, if it wasn't for guys like these coming on the podcast, I wouldn't be fucking doing it. So <laughs> thank you guys for opening Thanks up. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to do the announcement right now. I got to get – hey, Phil. Phil, can you go get the raffle tickets? The, the raffle will and the tickets. The I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You guys can leave. You guys can get up if you want. We're done. What's up? We're, 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 we're free to go. Yeah, you're free to go. <laughs> you're right. done with prison. That's it. Thank you guys. I like we're on Dr. Phil. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>